0: back at beautiful downtown milwaukee at train fest on model rail radio and here i am with bob scott owner of credit valley railway company bob's a great guy and uh, he traveled with us uh, from toronto in the van and uh just he's never been to train fest and we'll get his first impression of uh, the friday night manufacturer show uh, bob what do you have to say Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Uh, This is a great venue. Uh,
1: First time I've ever been to a show that has all the manufacturers together uh, where you can network and really discuss um, positives, negatives, uh, get some trends, um, talk to people about new products, uh, pushing for the Canadian guys that we get in the store all the time, looking for nice new Canadian stuff and uh, try to wake up some of the manufacturers that uh, Canada's actually uh, got some modellers. And uh, it's been very,
2: very, very positive. Uh, Plus, dinner was really good.
0: Yeah, dinner was good uh, for those who have never been to uh TrainFest. they host a dinner for all the people who have uh, all the layout owners and vendors and manufacturers, and um, it's kind of a buffet thing, and we we all get in a big line, and everybody's talking to each other, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and uh, Tim Wears has just sat down beside us, and uh, Tim, uh, this is also your first uh, visit to to train fest and i know uh, we talked earlier about what your thoughts were but maybe you want to just comment more
3: yeah it's actually quite impressive um the way they've set this up is is quite unique it's different from any other show that i've been to uh the way they they have the manufacturers on one side and all the the vendors and layouts on the other it's it's quite effective um and it really is a who's who in the hobby as well. I mean, everybody who's anybody is here. I mean, you get everyone from, uh, is it Phil Walters, Ruth Walters? I forget the which which one it is, but he was walking around. Stacey Walters was here. Um, Terry Thompson from Model Railroader with Neil uh, was by uh, not that long ago. So it's, uh, you know, it really is, uh, it's quite the show. It, it really draws out the best of the best in the hobby, so... Um, I'm I'm quite optimistic. It's gonna be a good show for us too. It's, I mean, so far we've already selling stuff, and it really hasn't even opened yet. So.
0: Yes, I think it's going to be a terrific show. Uh, the weather's really cooperated. It's kind of cold. Uh, uh, so. And the Packers aren't in town this weekend. so. Yes, and the, the Packers will be. And the uh, Green Bay Packers who is the National Football uh, League team of this area and uh, boy, uh, this is a real sports town. Um, they love their sports and boy, they really support their team. So if the Packers are on TV on Sunday afternoon, there is nobody in the hall. They all come on Saturday, so we're hoping that uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday now will be packed because uh, the Packers aren't playing this week; uh, they're on a rest week, so or, or a uh, bye week, as they say. So uh, it's that bodes well for all us vendors and uh, people here at the show. So we're gonna have, we're expecting big crowds. I know last year they had about twenty thousand people uh, through the turnstile. So we're looking forward to that. we're back at train fest and i'm here with jim from Scenic Express. Jim's the owner. And uh,
4: Jim, how do you find the show tonight on Friday night? Well, so far it's been quite brisk. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, it's a neat setup. Uh, you've been here to TrainFest several years. Yeah, this will be my,
4: my fourth season here, yes. Yeah.
0: so you kind of know the drill on the Friday night. It's for the manufacturers and the vendors come over and talk to you. And, uh, you know, get great ideas. And they also get a little advance on buying some stuff. And then the public's in tomorrow. And we were just talking uh, sort of off uh, line. That uh, the Packers aren't in, so we're expecting a big crowd tomorrow, and uh, and it's, so it should be a lot of fun. What's uh, new products uh, have you got uh, in Scenic Express uh, for this weekend?
4: Well, essentially, the, the Silfler products are my mainstay. They they seem to have the most uh, progressive uh, marketing and innovation that uh, of any of the products that I carry. So yeah, I expect great things coming from that manufacturer this week.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of my money on that stuff. I can tell you, and. And uh, Jim sells uh, the Nosh uh, uh, Static Grass Machine and also the other one, which is called... Well,
4: it's the Hecky Grassmaster. Now, they, uh, unfortunately, I don't have any remaining to sell at this show, but I know that the, at the National this past summer, they did extremely well. They, they seem to be uh, a much better design tool than, than the, the Nock Machine at the moment, so...
0: Yeah, he got me one of those, too. So now I have two Static Grass Machines. He's, he's laughing if you could always see him. So, uh, yeah, they're a terrific thing. And and I think uh, it really adds a dimension to scenery that you don't get Otherwise, without that standing up, the static uh, portion.
4: Well, one thing, one thing that the manufacturers are starting to realize that, you know, instead of just using one texture of grass, they're actually blending grasses now. So they're adding the, the two millimeter grasses along with the six and four millimeter grasses to give a varying height and and textual quality to the grasses. So you're getting a much more realistic type type appearance.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the myths uh, for the listeners out there that when you're doing scenery. It's all about texture and about... adding levels or or I don't know what the right term is Jim but to add the
4: Well it, it's random. okay yeah. it's the randomness if you if such a word uh, that that it is because nature never is a golf course and again no matter where you put it you just have to keep your your eye your mind on the the terrain and contour to uh, the, the the flow of the water and the you know just the nutrition of the soil and so forth basically a lot of that can just be achieved just by keeping your eyes open as you're driving around town
0: yeah that's true and uh, uh it's it's a terrific product and it really looks well so if you uh get to a show and you'll see uh scenic express out or on their website and what's their
4: website uh scenic
0: <laughs> well that's easy enough even i can remember that so uh Go to Jim's website and uh, see Cynic Express. They have terrific products, and I can vouch because he's got a lot of my money. (laughs) Anyway, thanks, Jim. I appreciate you doing
4: this. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Appreciate it, Clark. Bye-bye. Back to you later.
0: Well, hi there. It's Clark Cooning, and we're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin for TrainFest. And here's a little report for Model Rail Radio. It's Saturday evening, and we've had a full day at the train show. And uh, after dinner, uh, we went out and saw two great layouts, Uh, one of the North American Prototype Modelers, which is in a basement of a large uh, department store. And we also went to a private home of uh, Jerry G. And we saw a terrific N-scale layout, which was uh, very well done. And uh, kind of a neat uh, concept as far as layout design. And I have uh, two of my friends here, uh, Bob Scott, who you may have already heard from, and Andrew Taylor, who's a uh, Freemo modular owner, um, who's in a Freemo group that I happen to be in. And, uh, Andrew, what did you think of the two layouts we saw tonight?
2: Well, both of them are very good. Obviously, one was HO, the other uh, the N., the H, uh, the H O, the the running was was fantastic. The 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 sceneries was uh, was very good. Uh, the station, although there was um, one could describe it as a Lego type, but it looked like a clad uh, concrete, very well done. And then there was the other station. Uh, I think it was more of a. Structural steel, but that was also very fa- very well done. Um, I really liked um like both of them the amount of detail that 's got that 's gone into it uh, fantastic
0: yeah, they were they were terrific the atrial layout is uh, is on a neat design there 's sort of five fingers intermixed and uh, it 's all about uh, long runs and and uh, terrific vistas of scenery, especially the the river part where the uh, um naturally sort of divided the two railroads uh from one bank to the other and then they had a bridge sort of crossing the two of them and it was uh terrific it was a uh, excellent layout and we've had a, a great day at the show as well um just to comment on the show andrew uh what were your maybe your highlights of the show uh so far
2: I was doing a lot of um, scratch building. The number of people who've, um, who approached me and is wondering what was uh, what was going on, and they they looked at some of the models. I try to explain some of the techniques that I had uh, I had used, and there was there was a very good um, very good re- reception and lots of um, of questions. So it was very it was very well um, attended. There were, basically wasn't too much time between um, visitors. Um, I thought it was um, very good. There were a number of other different. Um, obviously the layouts there was stretched from obviously there were there were modular, some were um the the, the Lionel um and scales. That there was a nice um Z scale, although I had to use my glasses to see uh <laughs> to see some of the, the details. Um scenery um scenery uh, varied and a lot of um demonstrations by the uh some um uh producers, uh and also, there was one particular one that used this Red Devil lightweight plaster. It was a foam-like substance that uh, you put it onto molds, and then you put it onto this uh, styrofoam um, foam, foam basin. It was a really nice uh, uh, build uh, build-up, and also it was very light uh, material.
0: Yeah, that uh, is a terrific. I think it's Red Deviling Foam Spackle. I think yeah. it's it's called. Uh, you can get it at uh, number of I guess in the states, uh, number of home uh, building supplies. I maybe uh, I know out here in the west. Or Midwest, they say Menards carries it, and uh, so maybe Home Depot or or Lowe's may carry it as well. But
2: uh, and also want to comment that he also made is look in the paint paint department because maybe it's not so much in the the plaster area.
0: Right? Yeah, because it's probably for you know, fixing walls quickly and so forth. But uh, as you mentioned, it's a foam material, and you can put it in your rock molds, and and when it hardens, you have uh, super lightweight rocks, and uh, they're basically dent-proof. So if you're doing a module and you're moving them a lot, um, one, they're lightweight, and two, they they really don't get damaged by by getting
2: banged around too much. Okay, what else? (laughs) Um... Oh, the num the the number of oh, I guess new although I wouldn't say new manufacturers the the fidelity that they are new now doing in the laser cut kits and um, ac- accessories or it could be some crates and that it's it, it's mind boggling. There's was it one company G L no G C L laser um, they have this. Um, building that are based on blocks, the cubes, and you build, uh, build them up uh, to whatever structure you, you want, and then there's facings that go on the other side. There's a total variety of different uh, facings, so that's a very interesting uh, modular concept for building construction.
0: Yeah, it certainly was. It was a fantastic idea, and you cure really the amount of buildings that you could build and the amount of uh, Uh, structures was basically just limited by your imagination so uh, they are a neat product and i believe you're right it's glc laser and they're i believe here in wisconsin Uh, i'm not sure exactly where but i know they have a website and you can check them out well thanks andrew uh andrew has been working on what we call craftsman's corner and that is a NMRA-sponsored uh, area, and uh, it's being hosted, even though we're in Milwaukee, by 20 Canadians um, from the Niagara Frontier Region. And that's kind of neat to see that uh, they would travel all the way from the uh, Toronto, Ontario area um, over to Milwaukee just to uh, be part of this show. And uh, TrainFest is actually put on by a division of the NMRA. So uh, it's kind of a hands across the border uh, helping out. And uh, this is our third year of actually attending the show. And uh, the fellows have been terrific at uh, hosting us. And uh, we always enjoy uh, coming over and... Uh, and modeling with our American friends. so uh, And this is Andrew's first time, so uh, he's had a great weekend, I think I can say, and uh, had a lot of fun uh, modeling and sitting at uh, the craftsman's corner and having people walk by and asking questions on, on what he was doing. And uh, if I remember correctly, Andrew, you were actually building a laser kit um, and showing some people how you paint them and so forth. Is that
2: correct? Yeah, that's right. It was uh, one of a product from full steam ahead by uh uh joe rudder it 's a oh what was it called now oh ellsworth um, farm farming farming seeds or something or Farming feeds that 's what it was. <laughs> Well, some of the times the uh, the letters. Anyhow, so it was um it's a laser uh, laser cut kit um, walls and so. Where I explained to them the the various parts that come within the, that particular kit, and certain modifications that you may want to to do. So, it it is it's not like um, every other kit that's been been produced. So there's there's uh, variations that you can do.
0: Well, that's great, yeah, and that's one of the big advantages of coming to shows. Uh, you can meet people like uh, Andrew and and kind of talk to them about uh, what they're doing and experiences on how to build uh, laser kits or any other kits that you may be interested. And uh, you can get a lot of help uh, that is readily available from uh, almost all model railroaders. <music> So here we are at uh, Milwaukee's Train Fest on Sunday morning, and it's early yet, the crowds haven't come in, and I'm with Bill Denton of the ModuTrack layout, and uh, you probably heard me a few weeks ago talking endlessly about this N-Scale uh, modular layout, and uh, it's fantastic. And recently, that you were in Naperville,
5: I believe, Bill? Yes, we were at Prototype Modelers Meet in Naperville, Illinois
0: and uh, so, and I should have introduced Bill first Bill Denton is kind of the the founder and, or one of the founders of this group, and uh, kind of one of the driving forces and uh, bill uh, it's a terrific module system, and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, how the modules are constructed and what the theory was
5: behind the whole layout. thanks, Clark. Well, <clears throat> we wanted to uh build a modular system based on the milwaukee road uh... between chicago and the twin cities uh... so a group of us got together and thought about how we'd like to have our layout designed and we wanted a double track mainline Um, we wanted smaller modules than your typical n-track in that they're eighteen inches wide and only five feet long uh... they're based on lightweight construction we use uh... baltic birch plywood and uh... Uh, masonite spleen uh, uh, and also foam insulation that they use in houses for the scenery yeah
0: it's a terrific system uh, from just looking at the modules and having uh, been invited to run with you guys a couple times uh, um, you basically I guess the 18-inch width, you said, or 16-inch? It's
5: 18 inches wide, most of the modules, yes.
0: And then uh, they're built basically on a Baltic birch frame, and then a spline type of roadbed is used for the uh, for the main line, and uh, the track is put on top of that, and uh, it runs just flawlessly, and you're, I think you're using uh, Atlas
5: Code 55? Yes, most of the modules are using the Atlas Code 55. Recently, some of the... Uh, Some of the members are using Fast Tracks jigs to uh, hand lay their turnouts, too. Yeah, that's always good.
0: Anyway, uh, thanks, Bill, for that plug for Fast Tracks. But it's true, uh, the layout uh, does have uh, uh, several members who have the Fast Tracks uh, fixtures on it. Um, It's a terrific layout, and if you get a chance to see it, um please do so now if you're in you get the n-scale mod no what's the magazine that you were in
5: n-scale railroading magazine
0: and what issue was that in uh
5: just the recent november december issue had an i had an article in there and um we were previously in there unfortunately i don't remember the the month
0: (laughs) yeah i can't remember it either but it it's within the last 16 months or so uh, if i remember correctly that's correct yes so uh that's great well um if you get to a show, especially in the Chicago, Wisconsin area, a lot of times the fellows are out with the uh, with the the layout, and you got to go see this. In my opinion, this is what N scale is all about, and it is just uh, the scenery is spectacular, um, the way the modules are constructed, and uh, and even the rolling stock is very very well done and weathered, and it's just a complete. Uh, model railroad really and bill thank you very much for uh, doing the interview thanks clark <laughs> and uh and uh, i'll let you get back to playing trains and setting up uh it's early sunday morning so most of the guys uh you know were out last night and had a good time and it's getting a little it's a little hard to get going this morning
5: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there eventually <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right thanks bill thanks very much for this you're welcome <laughs> We're here at Train Fest on Sunday morning again, and it's a little later than the last time I uh, spoke with Bill Denton, and I'm here with Debbie Ames, who is representing American Hobby Distributors, who is now the... Uh, American uh, arm of Lens, the DCC people. And I've known Debbie for quite a while, and uh, she's still 29. So, uh, <laughs> um, and I'm very old. So, anyway, uh, we'll talk to Debbie about uh, TrainFest. And, uh, Debbie, how have you found TrainFest uh, this year?
6: Um, I think it's an improvement over the past years. Um, we're finding more and more people. I think the numbers are up this year. So There's more enthusiasm. We had a real busy day on Saturday. It was very gratifying on Saturday. I don't know how the dealers are doing, but the manufacturers have been busy the whole day talking to pretty informed customers now.
0: It is amazing. I think the Internet has helped quite a bit about informing customers, and so they're a little bit more savvy. And, of course, um, it's been some time since the introduction of DCC, so, so people are now a little bit more accustomed right. to all the technology that we, that has come along. Matter of fact, you and I were just talking about that before we sort of started the interview about uh, DCC and, and how the NMRA sort of started the standards and that, and what changes that has brought to the hobby of model railroading.
6: Well, right now, I think worldwide there's over 45 DCC companies uh... in the u.s. now it is a multi-million dollar business as is is in Europe and what we're finding is uh, when we first started out DCC was we had to prove ourselves that it actually worked and we're so far beyond that now we have a variety of choices uh... we still have companies that are highly competitive through their throttle design uh, and adding more and more features to their DCC systems but we also have companies that have, have modest, uh, modest um, priced systems, modestly priced decoders. So an entry-level person can get into DCC, and once they realize the benefits of DCC, they can um, never go back once they find out <laughs> what you can do with DCC.
0: That's for sure. I, I'm. I think I'm one of those people, and. Uh, um... Several years ago, I I really believe that in maybe another three or four years, you will not even see a normal power pack. It will be right. completely DCC. Right. What
6: What will happen is um, you will the consumer may not even know it's DCC, but it is DCC. At uh, the Lens Corporation, we're even going to the point where you put a locomotive on the track, and it'll be, uh, the system will identify it. You, we're, we're, we're looking at research where the system runs internal addresses. The customer might know their locomotive by a road name and a road number rather than address such and such. And so what we're trying to do at Lens is to make the technology good and, and viable and innovative but more invisible to the end user. Uh, we, we've announced a a couple new products recently, and we'll have more in February. Recently, though, our, our decoder programmer has been very innovative. It can now change firmware in existing decoders, uh, and so a cu- customer buys the decoder today. And two years ago, if we have new code, uh, new new feature set, and they just upgrade their decoder in the dec- locomotive. So. This is the kind of thing we're, we're looking toward. Another new thing that we have from Lens is our new iPhone, iPad interface, where you're going to operate your trains from your iPhone uh, with no PC at all, just right over the Internet. And it's a Wi-Fi, true, true, truly Wi-Fi. And uh, so we're, we're, at Lens, we keep growing and changing and adding interesting things to the DCC community. And this all started with Mr. Lenz back in 88 when he started and Stan Ames started contributing the technology to the NMRA. And I have to hand it to the NMRA. They went with it and they changed model railroading. It's a dramatic change to model railroading.
0: I agree. I think uh, we were the group of fellows that came up from Toronto uh, uh, when we came up in Droll Ward of Milwaukee, we are talking about the changes, and, and, and I said exactly that. I think the NMRA and and uh, what uh, Bernard Lenz did in donating the uh, the basics the of, basic, of DCC. Yeah, he,
6: he had to make a change in his technology, too. It was a cooperative effort yeah. between all the manufacturers, and and uh, there were days when uh, uh, AJ was from uh, Digitrax was sleeping in my basement hide a bed, and uh, Bernard Lenz was up in a spare bedroom, and Jim course was in my living room couch. I mean, this is where it all started. It started around a kitchen table with negotiation with the volunteers, with manufacturers who were just starting into it. And uh, it was mutual changes to the technology that has driven it to the basic communic- track communication
0: absolutely and and i find it amazing uh you know we all think of these huge companies or these companies as these huge conglomerates and really they're not it it can be as small as a family business uh manufacturing these these decoders and all the DCC equipment so for uh, all the people to get together and do that several years ago for our benefit is is these people really deserve a pat on the back and I know your husband Stan uh, quite well and uh, Stan is one of the most tireless workers on this for all of us in the hobby and I know uh, you've done it for I won't say how many years but because uh, you're only 29 and uh, but and we've known each other now a long time, but uh, that's terrific. And uh, so, the new products. Do you want to mention any more of the new products?
6: Uh, I mentioned. I said the Dakota Programmer, where it's it's not setting up your Dakota to run on your train. It's places where your decoder can be programmed in the future. Uh, The other big thing that we're really pushing is our asymmetric DCC. Uh, American Hobbity has asked me to push several things, such as the gold technology and the asymmetric DCC. And what we're doing is layering another technology on top of our DCC where asymmetric can trigger a behavior at a certain location on the railroad, so the Your throttle stays set set at speed step 10. Your locomotive hits a trigger, asymmetric DCC trigger, and then it'll execute a performance. For example, come to a slow stop, reverse directions, and resume the speed in the reverse. You know, push-pull, trolley behavior, urban lines, a little mining uh, shunter. So asymmetric DCC is a way that you as a sole operator can, or even clubs, can have more action happening on the layout without having to go to your throttle.
0: Oh wow, that would be great for, especially for uh, club displays or if you're running a... Running a a a layout and you've got uh, visitors to your house, you don't have to worry about what's going on.
6: Right, right. And you can do station stops with asymmetric DCC too. You know where it'll come to a stop, and we have timing. We have it can be from uh, two seconds to 256 seconds. Mm -hmm. So you can have a a stop on the other side of the layout. You put a decoder in one of your um, road, you know, passenger engines and. It'll come to a stop and stay. You haven't done anything. You're busy over in the yard with your freight engines or freight running a freight train, but yet you'll see the action happening, uh, and it's a fun thing. It, it's an added benefit.
0: <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. That would be that and would be really way, neat.
6: Uh, by the way, it's for any system. It, it has nothing to do with your command station. So someone from Digitrax can buy our little uh, block modules that do this action. They can buy a lens asymmetric decoder and. It, it can be on anybody's layout. MRC, Bachman, uh, any NCE, any uh, NMRA DCC layout can take advantage of this asymmetric DCC.
0: Wow, that's that's terrific. So, <laughs> all right, all you uh, listeners, get out there and get one of these, and we'll have some fun. All right, Debbie, I know you have uh, other commitments, and the uh, public may be coming in uh, if they're not already in. And uh, so I thank you very much for doing this. And uh, as always, uh, you're always fun to talk to, and we always have a good time at these shows. Thank you very much, Debbie.
6: Thanks, Clark. You take care. Bye bye.
0: Sunday morning at Train Fest, and I'm here with a listener. It's kind of fun to meet. We were just talking, and uh, Steve, I want you to introduce yourself. Well, hello, Model Rail Radio listeners. This is Steve from Chicago. Uh,
1: Just made it up here, figured to get over to the Fast Tracks booth early rather than a little bit later. There's a little bit of time I could get to the booth. Clark here had a moment to spend, so I thought I would check in, say hello. I uh, just was talking attendance numbers which was unbelievable yesterday they had what was it clark over
0: yeah they announced it this morning that they had uh, 12,900 and some odd and uh, they figured they beat last year's attendance by about 900 people so wow. that's that's uh, great that says a lot that says a
1: lot and and i wanted to ask you i i didn't have a chance to make it up here on that on the friday night which is kind of like the private show tell 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 me what was that like what what what, what is it it's a limited number of tickets i couldn't get Get a ticket at the last minute so I know it was sold out yeah. so how uh, was that a more serious level of modeler or was it just people trying to get a sneak peek
0: of what's going on well it was that's an interesting question I think there was a combination of both I think there was the uh, the, the real enthusiast the true modeler as such and also uh, dealers and vendors and people who own hobby shops uh, Bob Scott uh, matter of fact uh, he's a hobby the biggest hobby shop train train shop in Canada and uh, he came in just for that because it's quieter as you know there's very limited people in the in the manufacturers uh-huh. area and then they can talk to the manufacturers about what's coming new what they can get in their stores or make a deal you know right. if they can be a distributor right. or whatever so I think that becomes and then the serious guys the guys who want to take some sign and say hey you know what's coming I or I have a problem with this model can you help me out and I think so all those people were here and plus, uh, there's a few layouts in the, the area as well. So it made for a nice night. Very good. Did you did you get by a chance to, uh, to go to, uh, uh,
1: I think it's... Uh Napum, uh, uh, the
0: did you go to the big layout down in the basement there? Yeah, we went that's to the uh, North American Prototype North Modelers. Modelers yep. Yeah, and uh, that's that's about my fourth time. I've been lucky to come here uh, fairly often, uh, about my fourth time to go down there. Oh, good. And uh, the guys are very terif- are terrific uh, guys and hosts, and what a layout. Isn't that spectacular? Oh, it's something else. And did you know that that uh, station, when you first walk in, You've made out of Lego. It's unbelievable. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes. It's very. It's it's amazing. I think it brings a different level to the hobby. It's everybody looks at. It, everybody's looking inside of it, and it's actually made out of Legos. Yeah, and it's, the, but it's fantastic. When the guy told yep. me it's made yep. out
0: of Lego, I went, "Yeah, right, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's good. And now, have you have you um, you've been to the show here before? Have you have you been here with? with vendors or have you just come as a modeler? I have
0: um, we have a group of guys that come from the Toronto, well the greater Toronto area um, that belong belong to the Niagara Frontier region of the NMRA and they asked us about uh, four years ago to come to the show and put on what we call a Craftsman's Corner so a bunch of fellas sit in in a square and they build models and people can come and ask them, hey what are you doing, how do do that I've been building this model and I can't get the corner to fit or whatever and they try and help them out so uh, this is our third year at coming uh, and doing it and uh, they've had a terrific time now this is the first year I've been uh, not at the corner and working for Tim he usually changed me to the desk uh, and I'm building uh, turnouts but he cut cut you loose for five minutes he did did. thanks (laughs) Tim And uh, so um, I've been able to, you know, sort of see the show a little bit and, right, and uh, yeah. do this interview with you. Well, that's great. No, I, I, uh, I I'm glad that we crossed paths. I think it's good that
1: uh, you know we can share some ideas. And uh, I I know there's I saw a lot of the big vendors uh, that that were here. They were down at iHobby a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I've been kind of focusing on you know fast Tracks wasn't there. You know, a lot of the smaller, uh, uh, you know, m- you know, home built industries weren't at that show, and that, that's that's my real draw for for making the trip up here to Milwaukee. Uh, it's nice to see the layouts and, and see uh, I. I, I you know, see some of the, the flowing modular layouts to see how they go together. Um, I know Sunday up here generally ends up, uh, you know, a lot of kids come in after church and you know, let's go look at the trains. So that's why I figured I'd get up here early this morning. And I what I'll do is uh, I'll uh, on my ride back to Chicago. I, I did a little recording on the ride up. I'll do a little recording on the ride back, and I'll wrap it up. But uh, thank you for your time for the interview. Clark it has been great. Um, no. Great meeting you here, and uh, I, I hope 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 it was a successful show for yeah
0: so far i think tim's pretty happy about uh, the outcome from yesterday especially and we're looking forward to today but uh, yeah i really enjoyed meeting you it's been fun because you know we we talk on the on the on the podcast about uh, with people and of course you don't know their faces sometimes yeah, yeah. or you don't know who you know and then when you meet you go hey it's yeah. like it's like meeting the long yeah. lost brother but i have to i have to thank you also
1: for so. for spending time on the show it's it's really great all all you guys sharing the information with us well um, you know, we, we I, I have certain levels of aspiration that I like to get to with with the hobby, uh, and I'm working at it. And even just while you're sitting at the modeling table or driving to or from work, when you when, you're, when you when you have that in your head and you're thinking about it, and one little thing you might say, or Chris might say, or Jim might say, or Trevor might say, it all
0: it all adds up, and it, and it is greatly appreciated. Oh well, you're welcome, Stephen. Uh, yeah, you should call in and uh, oh, yeah. and give us a shout. Uh, uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks, uh, and when all we can we can reflect on the whole Very weekend. Good. Yeah, we'll have to do a wrap yeah. up. Hey, do me a favor though. When you're walking around, go look at that n Scale module track that I, I yeah. talked about. It's fantastic. Uh, it is fantastic. Have you seen it? Did yes. You go over Actually, at...
1: they were at uh, they had the
0: setup. Naperville. Naperville, yeah. So I
1: got a chance to really get a look at it there. Um, yeah. Really something to see.
0: They did it. it right. Did it, it, it's right. end scale done right. I mean, uh, yeah. even good. even if you're in end scale or HO or other scales, you you can really appreciate yeah. that layout.
1: Yep. And that scale allows them to really get the prototype modules. You know, the flowing scenes are phenomenal. Yeah. Just just great. Really, yeah. really nice. Really nice. Well, that's great. Well, we'll look
0: forward to your. Uh, Wrap up (laughs) report in the car.
1: My boring wrap up report.
0: And uh, maybe we'll be hearing the change uh, go in as you uh, still talking and you're going through the toll booth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go. I'll I'll let you go. I'm going to go empty my
1: wallet here with Tim because I have a bunch of supplies to buy today. Oh, that's what we like to hear. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to. I I have three objectives today. I filled up the. I filled up my truck with gas. I filled up my wallet with money, and my coffee cup's already empty. So. That's empty. <laughs> the truck is half empty getting here. We'll be completely empty getting home, and the wallet will be empty.
0: Well, there you go. Well, thanks very much, Steve, and uh, we'll uh, say hi to everybody out there listening on the podcast, and uh, hopefully you too can grab a recorder and just become a roving reporter. It doesn't take much, obviously, because I'm doing it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to everybody out on uh, the podcast, and uh, please do call in. Very good. I'll do that. Thank you so much, Clark. Oh, thank Thank you, Steve. Here we are at Trainfest, and it's now late in the afternoon, actually, in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. (laughs) And uh, I'm lucky enough to be talking to Jared Ireland, who's from Soundtracks, and in you know you've heard me talk about. blackstone models and and all their uh, products before and so uh, jared also represents them so we're going to probably talk some ho and three narrow gauge stuff and what's coming and and so forth but uh thanks jared for joining us
3: oh no problem glad to be here um just another another great train fest showing another good crowd out here and uh, we're just happy to be here
0: yeah it has been a great crowd uh, yesterday apparently they broke big records uh, they announced this morning you probably heard so that's good for us as uh, as uh, manufacturers uh, to see that the hobby is well uh,
3: supported especially in this area yeah absolutely it's just uh, it's amazing you walk in and just wall to wall people especially yesterday morning uh, pretty amazing seeing the lines going out the Door, and good to know the hobbies and uh, good interest and good health. Yeah, I know it was terrific uh, yesterday. So, But uh, now as I mentioned
0: before I talked about the, a lot of the h and 3 stuff that you guys have, have brought out and uh, it's fantastic. Um, maybe just run down sort of the what you have already have and uh, then maybe what's coming out in the near future
3: okay well on our Blackstone line uh, you know a few years ago we actually released the K27 that was the first offering uh, HON3 really a, a you know cast model that came ready with DCC and sound totally loaded up at a, at a very nice, reasonable price point. Before then, uh, you know, h and three was a little bit of a, a little bit of a project to take on. Uh, no, no ready-to-run models. Uh, since then, we kind of filled in an entire freight train between box cars, stock cars, eyesight gone, drop-bottom gone, flat car, and then uh, about a year ago, we came out with the caboose. With the idea being, let's finish a narrow-gauge freight train. Uh, since then, we've been busy because we've also brought back another run of the K27 just due to popular demand, and right now we're uh, really busy getting uh, the final touches on our uh, frameless and narrow frame tank cars, and then uh, what does everybody want on top of a freight train? They want a passenger train, so we've started into that venture um, this probably about Late first quarter, you know, around March, should have the uh, Jackson Sharp open platform coaches with full interior, and yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Also, uh, last year we announced our next locomotive, the C-19, and we're just finishing up testing on that, should have that by uh, this coming spring, so we're pretty excited to get those projects out. As well as some other reruns and just keeping uh, keeping things going, it's it's been exciting. Uh, you know, really revitalizing HO 3, and getting uh, showing a lot of people that hey, if you do the same thing that you're seeing a lot of the manufacturers do in the standard gauge and HO 3 becomes very attractive to people for a few reasons. One, the tighter curve radius is just like an N scale; you can fit a little more layout in there. But two, you still get the higher size and the most common, most popular scale being HO. So. It really works out nice for the consumer.
0: It does, and uh, I think that's one of the big draws of HON3. And I can vouch, and I said this uh, on previous shows that we've done, that you know, uh, soundtrack slash uh, Blackstone has really uh, it reinvented HON3. To be honest, I think you're the ready-to-run uh, equipment. Um, and as I've gone on at nauseam, I'm sure the listeners will say about how detailed all the cars are, and uh, you know, weathered and painted. And you can't add anything else. There are all the details there, and the and the K27 that you brought out works so beautifully, and the great sounds in it, of course, from soundtracks, and now um, with the passenger cars, unfortunately, I've already ordered the the set in the green, but now the yellow and silver, uh, sort of Durango and Silverton cars, I may have to order another set, so you're killing me, but uh, it's been terrific, and uh, the way they run uh, is just exquisite, they're as good as you know, a comparison, I, I say this because the standard modelers will know Kato or, or the Atlas or the high-end stuff in, in those brands, but uh, these even, in my opinion, excel even past those. It's They run so beautifully and so smoothly, uh, and they're steam, so that is
3: a real added bonus. I certainly appreciate the kind words. I mean, one thing I can tell you about what we do, uh, we're kind of in a lucky situation being based in Durango. We get a little inspiration every day. And uh, and on top of that, our uh, project manager, Jeff Johnson, has a real passion for the narrow gauge he actually has a uh, two car garage it's full of an HON3 layout of the RGS and uh, you know in house a lot of us like to use the product we're, we're modelers so we really enjoy something that runs and that was the whole premise was not only a good price point but just make something that you could use and, and there was no reason with the technology you're seeing an N scale and how much end scale's changed over the years there's no reason why HON3 couldn't have been the same way and uh, I think that's just the reward going to more of a mass production style rather than something that's a craftsman kit or a brass model Um, those certainly were beautiful models when they were built but it took a lot of time and uh, we've even found customers who do enjoy those kits still happy to come over and you know well i'm still gonna build my kit but at least now i've got a, a train to run in the meantime and uh yeah, I'll be honest, uh, I don't think I could build a kit as clean as how the uh, stuff that's machined comes out anyway. I mean, I've been pretty impressed with uh, the underbody detail and uh, things of that nature. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I totally agree with you. I mean, I did a lot of scratch building and, and cars and stuff, but um, I think I would just change my, my outlook on the, the layout uh... because i don't have to spend time on that stuff anymore i can spend it on buildings and structures and scenery and not the cars and equipment because that's already been taken care of and uh... we know when you're tight for time and stuff and trying to build a layout uh... that's an advantage so uh... that's terrific and you know it you talked about being a modeler yourself, and the other people at uh, Blackstone and Soundtracks. That you can really see that influence in the equipment that you brought out, and I think uh, most of the the buying um, modelers, the the public, really appreciate that that you take that time to uh, support the modelers on the outside uh, not just on the inside of the, <laughs> of the business so uh, yeah it's, it's really terrific and um, I'll ask you to talk about the, maybe your web page where they can get a hold of you and uh, if they have any questions about Blackstone uh, material and uh, of course they're available at most uh, of, the, of the top hobby or model railroad shops in the country or North America um, and I'm sure in Europe as well you might even have some dealers so
3: um, but if you have any direct questions, they can get you on the web, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our website for Blackstone Models is just uh, www.blackstonemodels.com. Uh, we do have a breakdown of our whole dealer network. Um, you know, one thing that we actually, when we started up Blackstone, the idea was well, anybody who's a Soundtracks dealer is automatically a Blackstone dealer. So, any one of your hobby shops that actually carries uh, Soundtracks products can get Blackstone products. Even if you don't see it stocked, talk to your dealer. They can absolutely order order as much or as little as they want on the site. so certainly if you know they carry uh, soundtracks they can. Also we do sell to uh, Walters in the Walters catalog so even the smaller shops that may not uh, have a direct connection with us they can still order the product and uh, just go to our website click on dealers they'll be broken down by state and country and uh, they, are, they are sold all over in fact sometimes I'm amazed at how far away these little engines actually travel to go to uh, you know, to people's uh, layouts all over the world. Uh, it's also interesting to see how much interest there is, really, in Colorado uh, narrow gauge. It's it's pretty exciting. You meet people from all over the world who have come uh, to Colorado, ridden the railroad, fell in love, loved the scenery, and uh, they want to make their own. Um, just uh, go check out the website, also uh, the Soundtracks website, if you're ever on www.soundtracks.com, does have a link to it, so you can actually go between the two sites as well. Well, that's great, and uh, so all the listeners out
0: there are uh, either listening, uh, well, I was going to say live, but I guess it's taped. Uh you can certainly go to the website and find out all about uh, this great product and uh, also if you're just interested, maybe not so much in narrow gauge but if you're interested in sound, of course Soundtracks uh, also uh, you can go to their webpage and find out all about uh, the decoders and uh, all about the sound uh, units themselves. So well thanks very much Jarrett, this was great and I hope you enjoyed your uh, spot on uh, Model Rail Radio and uh, hopefully you uh, Um, We actually talked before we started this that uh, maybe one night we'll get you to phone in and uh, some of the guys can ask uh, questions live to you.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. And absolutely, we'll just have to uh, figure out a good time to call in and we'll we'll get on there and check it out and chat a little bit. So it should be fun.
0: That's great. All right. Thanks, Jarrett. And uh, have a good rest of the show and uh, have a safe trip back to Colorado. All right. You do the same.